Hello and welcome to the Zen Creator Podcast, the show that encourages ordinary people to unlock their extraordinary creativity. I'm John Hardy Bell and I am back with another Micro Zen episode. These short episodes feature readings from blog posts that I've written for MyZenApparel.com, a mindfulness lifestyle brand. Today's Micro Zen, we are. Please enjoy. I'd like to begin with the quote that inspired this piece. It really boils down to this. All life is interrelated. We are all caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly, affects all indirectly. Martin Luther King Jr. There are some who believe that the two words, I am, are the most powerful in the universe, because whatever we put after those words essentially defines our existence. I personally subscribe to this belief. I've recently developed a set of mantras that I repeat every day, and they all begin with I am. Those words, more than any others, speak to the immense power and potential that exists within all of us. Because of those words, we have the ability to shape our individual realities. What we think of ourselves or our circumstances is what will multiply in our lives. When it comes to the law of attraction, We won't always attract what we want, but we will always attract what we are. I can certainly testify to the truth of this statement. And if you really analyze your current circumstances and the thoughts you've attached to them, most of you can too. The principle of I am almost always relates to the individual. It is the micro level of existence. But what happens when we apply the principle on a macro level? What happens when I am becomes we are. I believe that the law of attraction works on both the micro and macro levels. It applies to our perception of ourselves, but it also applies to our perception of the world. I've seen this play out repeatedly in my own life. I used to dread my morning commute, and a lot of times it was the absolute worst part of my day. Before I could even get in the car, I'd start focusing on how I'd deal with all the maniac drivers I was sure to encounter or how terrible the Monday morning traffic was inevitably going to be. And the negative energy only ramped up once I got in the car. If someone was driving too fast, or worse yet, they made the unforgivable mistake of cutting me off, then their actions suddenly became an indictment on the state of the entire world. I'd muster up all the self-righteous indignation I could while I cursed out the highway full of self-absorbed egomaniacs who thought their time was somehow more valuable than everyone else's. After trying unsuccessfully to figure out when people actually stopped caring about one another, I'd mumble a few choice words that I won't repeat here, blame social media for the breakdown of our social and moral fabric, and carry on with my drive, cortisol pumping through my veins like crazy you can probably guess how the rest of the trip went. I only experienced more of that same negativity. The reality of my driving experience conformed to my pervasive thoughts about it. The point is, if we go through life thinking that the world is this big, bad, scary place because the media tells us it is, then the world will become big and bad and scary for us. If we live in a constant state of fearing the other, those who don't look like us, talk like us, or worship like us, then our world will continue to shrink until there's no room left in it for anyone but ourselves. The world is absolutely what we make it. Yes, there is suffering, injustice, and intolerance on a scale that's often difficult to comprehend, 
But there is a fine line between being aware of our problems and using that awareness to combat them and allowing the world and thus our reality to be defined by them. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating the start of some kumbaya movement here. That's a much too simplistic approach to the complex nature of our humanity. But what I am advocating is switching up the default mode of our perception. So instead of assuming the worst, why not assume the best? Instead of fearing differences, why not embrace them with an understanding that our commonalities are far greater? Understand that most people in the world are just like you. They're trying their best to navigate an existence that can at times be challenging, and even those with the best of intentions can have bad moments. Would it be fair if someone forever judged you for a moment in which you lost your temper or let your ego guide you in a direction that you later regretted? Of course it wouldn't be fair. Nor is it fair that we judge the world by the misguided actions of those whom the media sees fit to highlight, while they ignore the millions of uplifting stories that truly define what humanity is capable of. Given the myriad of ways that the world can disappoint us, I fully understand that keeping our default mode switch to positive can be a grueling exercise at times. But I also contend that the effort is absolutely worth it. I am allows us to define our place in the world. We are allows us to define that world. What we choose to put after those two statements truly does matter. I choose to say that we are fundamentally good if we give others the room and grant ourselves the permission. We are. How does that statement end for you? Thank you for listening.